for a novice can you can you explain the ads domain like what are the different you, very nice krishna <laughs> i think uh, our na threw in some words around uh, dsp programmatic plb uh, as like what <laughs> Hey Amarnath welcome uh, to our podcast uh, uh, can you uh, briefly introduce yourself and the kind of work that you do uh, uh definitely krishna uh, uh, nice to meet you and uh, mayank you too hello to you guys uh, to introduce myself uh, to the audience so my name is amarnath i'm working as a product manager in a product startup in bangalore and it's called kaizen uh, previously i worked uh, Uh, in multiple startups again as a product manager and mostly have uh, stayed in the advertising technology domain uh, prior to that uh, i i worked as a software developer and that's how i got to know uh, krishna in one of our previous companies and uh, thereafter uh, i also ventured or tried my hands at uh, different uh, uh, functional roles uh, marketing and business development but ultimately the one that i liked the best was uh, product management it was uh, in between software development and uh, client facing role and uh, i think uh, this was something that uh, suited me the best and which i enjoyed the most yeah i know him from huawei days and there i think uh, if you were living at back then i'm talking about many years back um, living at uh, 8 o'clock was like kind of leaving early you know that was how 8 in the evening it's like exactly. okay, i'm leaving early for today right it was uh i i generally end up uh, uh, so i joke with the team and they leave at around 6 right so i am also a early leaver uh, when the team uh, leaves around 6 i say oh you are taking a half day today okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a kind of uh, mindset and uh, uh, how we work uh, not sure whether that's uh, is, is no no i i joke about i joke about it i am generally a strong believer of uh, company and then uh, later uh, adequate was acquired by flipkart again uh, this was uh, in the ad space of, of flipkart it was called uh, product listing ads pla and then uh, from there i moved to a dsp called uh, applift uh, that was a startup uh, berlin based startup in bangalore uh, and then uh, the team that was working on programmatic formed another new uh, company called kaizen so this is like my fourth company in uh, adtech uh, and uh, i think uh, across the uh, ecosystem so initially on the supply side and uh, now majorly on the demand side got it um so uh, for a novice can you can you explain the ads domain like what are the different Thank you very much krishna <laughs> i think uh, our na threw in some words around uh, dsp programmatic plb uh, as like what <laughs> so i i haven't uh, i think i actually not uh, interacted with the ads product or uh, uh, ads product manager as well so it would be great amarnath uh, if you can just focus through on what exactly or how do ads work and what are the different like ads domain and what different different kinds of products and uh, i have some interesting questions around uh, again i think everyone would like to know on how is the the innovation in this that is going on in your product the ads industry etc but first i would like to understand how it has been working and uh how does the product look like happy to yes uh so um, i was expecting this and uh, generally this domain goes so deep that uh, we uh, always use the lingo and use the acronym I, okay so um, so advertising as you are aware right is is uh, at least uh, 200 years old right so advertising has always been there and that's how people made money and uh, all of that but then now Uh, this is a uh, section subsection of advertising and it's called digital advertising and uh, this came uh, only after uh, google uh, the likes of google became so popular that they started amassing lot of traffic and now they needed a way to uh, monetize themselves and that's when ads came into picture so i would say digital advertising is about uh, 30 40 years old uh, and with the advent of uh, 
internet and uh, all such technologies. Uh, so uh, these big companies definitely made it uh, popular. So Google, uh, Yahoo, all of them, and they uh, introduced something called advertising technology. And uh, and then later on, uh, there was more more and more users visiting publishers, and then uh, all these publishers had to make uh, more revenue at the end of the day. And uh, that's where we have uh, all the other companies which offer free services, uh, whether it is uh, Quora or LinkedIn or Twitter. So all of them needed to make money and then advertising technology came into the picture. Even companies like uh, Amazon and Flipkart, though they have uh, e-commerce as their uh, very special focused uh, domain or vertical, uh, but still uh, for additional revenue, they all uh, ventured into uh, advertising. So uh, ad tech is uh, prevalent even in uh, such companies and it's quite big. Uh, so that's what uh, advertising is. And now uh, going into the ecosystem. So uh, this domain, uh, this is so big, so vast that uh, there are uh, different areas. So let me uh, start from this. So uh, you have Google. So Google gets a lot of uh, views and now Google wants to monetize. So they show ads on the Google page. Uh, back in the days, uh, it was uh, kind of, uh, it started with a obviously a manual process where somebody would say, I would show an ad for this many days and they would get this much money. And later on, things started getting a little more uh, complex and sophisticated. And then there was a the concept of ad networks. So again, uh, so as a publisher, uh, let's say I'm a publisher and I want to show ads. So I speak to an ad network and I say, uh, uh, give me an ad. So when I say, uh, I don't talk to them uh, verbally, but then I, all this is... Uh, uh, through uh, small snippets of code, which is there in the website or it's there in the mobile app. So that requests an ad and that ad is shown on my app or my uh, website. So that's on the uh, publisher side. Now going a little uh, further. So who provides these ads? So I, I spoke about ad network. Uh, now ad networks are small uh, uh, companies uh, sitting there and then uh, they get ads from somewhere else. So they basically uh, get a lot of ads uh, they collect ads and then pass it on to publishers like me. And it can, uh, if you are a publisher, they can pass it on to you as well. And then uh, the next level is advertisers. So advertisers are the people who are paying for these ads. So they create something called campaign. Campaign is uh, basically, uh, you can imagine that as a set of properties where you define an objective, how much you are willing to spend. And you also provide some kind of uh, uh, creative. Creative is what you want you are trying to advertise. So those, uh, the campaign is created and then that campaign is created on some platform. Just imagine uh, right now, I, I'll just call it a platform. And from there, the ads are sent to, were sent to ad network and from there to uh, publishers. So this was in a very uh, basic uh, uh, ecosystem, which was back uh, six, seven years ago. So things have changed now. And uh, back then, uh, the programmatic started programmatic is again uh, as you understand program program comes from the computer uh, technology programmatic so everything is like automated uh, everything is uh, algorithm based automated and uh, very fast in real time so you're uh, viewing a page uh, there is a request that is uh, sent to some uh, intermediate platform so earlier it was ad network now it is uh, replaced with uh, uh, rtb uh, rtb exchanges uh, and then from there, that uh, request is sent to uh, the uh, platform, which I earlier used the word platform. It, it's sent to these platforms. RTB and then is, RTB is real time. Uh, a real time bidding. bidding, real time bidding. It's uh, it's very similar to a stock exchange. I'll come to that. Uh, so just imagine, uh, just remember the word exchange for now. And then uh, so I was saying from uh, exchange, the ad request or ad opportunity goes to that platform, which I said earlier where advertiser creates campaign uh, so so that's uh, three level uh, flow which i uh, just explained and again this is a very uh, simplified version it gets it gets very very uh, complex uh, much more complex uh, than this uh, we'll get into each one of them uh, at a later point now uh, so that platform which i mentioned is called a demand side platform because that is the first interface that an advertiser uh, looks at so it's the starting point. It is called a DSP, demand side platform. Uh, so looking at it from a demand side platform, so uh, advertiser creates 
campaign that uh, ad is sent to the rtb exchange from the rtb exchange it goes to the publisher now publisher is on the far end uh, uh, of this ecosystem on one extreme end and and on and uh, dsp platform is on an other extreme end uh, there is another term which is uh, ssp so it is uh, just uh, opposite of uh, dsp it is called a supply side platform and that is uh, usually referred to all those uh, related uh, to the publisher side so there are intermediaries sitting uh, just above the publisher they gather a lot of these uh, inventory so that's another term that, that is there okay uh, let me try to avoid using such lingos but then again uh, let me say ad opportunity so they collect all these ad opportunities on the supply side the supply as in the publisher side and they are called ssps uh yeah so this is like the very simplified uh, explanation of uh, how the ad uh, goes from the advertiser and is shown on to the publisher uh i can uh, if you have any questions i can answer this before i widen it a little bit so, so, uh, i actually want to uh, wrap my head around it summarize effectively there are five parties involved right so one uh, effectively who has a space or for example there is a website and there is a place which i am running website for example abc.com i have some space that i think uh, can host ads for example uh, if a user lands on abc.com they should be shown ads because i want to earn money so that's the uh, inventory that is available in the market for running an ad uh, i go and interact with the supply side platform saying ki hey i have an inventory and these are the uh, this is the description of the inventory and this is Uh, the availability, etc., etc. That supply side so when, platform. So when you say you, uh, who who are you representing? Uh, so I am the owner of the ABC. dot com, right? Uh, you are the web I'm, owner of the website. I am yeah. the website owner. So I want to earn money, and I have some uh, asset available, which I think that can be sold to uh, uh, advertisers because I think I get a lot of traffic, and I can earn money and alternate sources of income, etc., etc. so i interact with a supply side platform and tell them say ki hey there is some supply this is the listing that you have and you go ahead and do whatever you want to and get me some money that supply side platform is integrated with the uh, rtb which is the uh, exchange, exchange yes. which sort of connects the supply platform and the demand platform and then there is bidding that happens and uh, there is a cost that they, uh, in in real time both the parties agree to based on certain criteria on uh, the supply uh, imports and also on the uh, demand side inputs as well and then uh, the ad is shown and the money is transferred and everyone makes money uh, the rtb which is the exchange uh, effectively uh, the third party in the middle of uh, supply side and de uh, demand side uh, then there is a dsp which is a demand side platform uh, which could be uh, either a uh, Uh, say a Facebook as well, uh, probably where uh, now, say for example, Krishna uh, runs a mangoes business and wants to uh, uh, get some customers on board and wants to run an ad. Uh, effectively, goes goes to a demand side platform and runs an ad on that, saying, "Hey, I am willing to pay this much of money, and these are the TG that I want to have, and this is how you should run the ad." And, then uh, effectively based uh, to the demand side platform which could be say a uh, uh, facebook or a inmobi sort of ecosystem as well. is that the correct understanding avana uh, yes so uh, the flow was uh, uh, accurate but the, i wouldn't use these uh, vendor names because uh, facebook again uh, shows ads on their platform uh, in yeah so again correct. inmobi is a different example because inmobi is there on uh, on the demand side on the supply side as well so uh, i would not say that but there are very specific uh, dsps uh, uh, kaizen is one of them the company that i'm working for then there are uh, some names like pto trade desk uh, media map all of them are pure specific uh, uh, dsps uh, who interact with the advertisers so uh say for example someone who uh, so uh, now th there are some uh, uh, companies like xiaomi's and all where they have uh, started showing ads on the phone on the os right and it's not only on, on any app etc so how does how does that flow work where the demand is with the uh, company which runs the operating system on the phone they sort of uh, have integrated or partnered with, with some dsp and then that dsp 
uh, has integrated with uh, the exchange and uh, then exchange to supply side and the particular that's how it works right exactly so that uh, uh, the uh, so they are just acting like a publisher rest of it is uh, all the same uh, so if um, your if your company is uh, the dsp right uh, kaizen is a dsp so where does ssp come into picture S- ssp uh, sits very uh, so is ssp basically aggregates all the supply side so supply here is the publishers the inventory that publishers have all the ad opportunities that uh, the publishers have so all that is aggregated by the ssp so that is on the other extreme of uh, a dsp Got so it. dsp and ssp are on uh, either sides okay so uh, mayank came from a point of view of hey if i have let's say a website uh, and i want to advertise then these are this is the flow can you summarize from the other sides now suppose i am exactly yeah if, if you can just uh, summarize the different blocks then i think uh, it would be very clear for the user for the listener. sure so uh, do you want me to summarize uh, starting from a dsp or starting from ssp starting from an ssp ssp again okay so uh, again uh, so let's say there's a very popular uh, website out there uh, uh, it can be uh, any of them right of quora linkedin twitter uh, all of these uh, and then they are looking for uh, ads to be shown on their website so the, so they basically have certain short snippets on their code or if they have an app then there is an sdk uh, uh, that is integrated on the app so that sdk or that snippet of code sends a uh, request to that particular uh, exchange or uh, the ssp which they are integrated with so if it's an uh, 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 ssp then the ssp aggregates all this and then sends it to a, uh, to an exchange or if an exchange is directly integrated then exchange gets it from the exchange that bit request is sent to multiple dsps uh kaizen traders media marketer all of uh, all of these companies and then that uh, dsp who is interested in bidding on that particular ad opportunity looks at that ad opportunity analyzes that data and then sends a bid saying that i want to bid for so and so dollars and then rtb exchange is like a stock exchange which decides who is the highest uh, bidder and then takes that uh, bid and forwards it uh, if if they think that this bid has won so then they they consider it as one and then they forward that uh, rec- uh, what ad serving so it's called ad serving again so if they send that creative to the supply side which is the publisher and show an ad okay so if i am an adver- advertiser then uh, largely i would be contacting the dsp platform yes that's okay. correct and then you uh, use the rtb exchange to talk to the supply side and then if your bid wins then it goes and perfect so uh, uh, one question that comes to mind is say i am linkedin right i am such i have i'm so big i have so much of supply available and uh, why is it possible that uh, i can just directly go and integrate with the rtb uh, and bypass the ssp or there is a mandatory step that i have to go through the ssp and the same question stands for the demand as well right for example i i am a company who runs so many ads but i have to go through a dsp and i have to pay the dsp some cut because everyone is will is going to make money right so it, can i bypass the middleware and go to the exchange right yes uh, definitely yeah so again uh, i wouldn't take the example of linkedin because they have their own uh, ads platform so they uh, advertisers create ads on linkedin and they uh, run and they run it on uh, linkedin uh, maybe uh, uh, so let's just say abc let's say so linkedin have the, has their own ecosystem built in on these plat- on their platform itself right that's how it works uh, so effectively they have they are they have the ssp they have the dsp and they have the exchange in built in their ecosystem so they don't have to go outside yeah so exchange is required when uh, there are multiple dsps and multiple ssps but uh, linkedin uh, doesn't ha- have to bother they have a advertising platform they have a publisher platform so it's but still uh, yeah. if, but still there is some bidding that is happening right so the bidding still has to happen because for the same ad space there are five people uh, coming in from a supply side or five people coming from from a demand side right so the the Uh, the principle or the idea of exchanges or or the bidding has to happen to ensure that people who uh, bid the most uh, get the space right so correct that logic still remains only with linkedin and only works for linkedin because that's their their own product that they have 
Yes. So here, uh, I wouldn't say uh, bidding because uh, there is there are no multiple uh, demand side platforms. So it's there's only one platform which is LinkedIn, but there can be uh, multiple campaigns uh, trying to show ad uh, to the same uh, user at the same time. So in that case, uh, I, I wouldn't use the word bidding, but then they have their own algorithms to see uh, which one is paying the highest and then decide. Uh, which is a proxy for bidding. Which, which is, is a proxy word. A simplified version, yes. And uh, yes, so uh, prior to that, uh, there was a question from Krishna to, uh, uh, can you remind me again, Krishna? No, I mean, I think uh, I, I wanted to kind of understand the how the different uh, things uh, you know connect and uh, I think it's it, it's clear enough right from the multiple views we've looked at um, now um, now specifically now now that we've understood the overall ecosystem um, can you uh, run us through uh, or w would that be the most optimum way where you look at DSP and how DSP works uh, sure. Uh, I, yeah, we can say how advertising platform works because whether it's a DSP or uh, anybody who's trying to advertise would be looking at certain uh, parameters and metrics and uh, how things should happen. So let's uh, talk it just talk from only uh, advertiser perspective, uh, irrespective of where whether they're using a DSP, whether they're using LinkedIn, Facebook, directly to show ads, it doesn't matter. So uh, let's say. Uh, uh, Krishna, you come in as an advertiser and uh, again, uh, taking your mangoes, right? So let's say you have a app, mango app, you created, uh, you have a game there, someone's shooting uh, mangoes and plucking mangoes, something like that. Uh, so you want uh, users for your app. So you, uh, so you're basically coming to this platform uh, to get, uh, so for user acquisition. So you want more users for your app. So you want to increase your user base. So uh, you have certain creatives you have banner video native all kinds of creatives you have certain budget that uh, your marketing manager is allocating uh, a couple of millions of dollars and then uh, you are willing to pay a certain amount of uh, money for every install so in every install that that uh, somebody in the ecosystem provides so to begin with you you will you are willing to pay maybe ten dollars right and uh, finally, what the publisher gets who shows your ads, maybe less because there are multiple in intermediaries, um, intermediaries and they uh, have their own commission. So what the final publisher or app developer gets, maybe less, but you are willing to pay $10. So, so you agree uh, on these terms with the advertising platform. You create a campaign. You say, this is my geo of uh, geography of uh, users whom I want. Uh, my app is uh, android based or an ios based uh, you specify that and uh, also maybe os version uh, if that's specific to your mobile app and then you create your campaign and you begin your campaign and then you start monitoring your campaign on a daily basis uh, in the beginning more than daily, uh, daily so multiple times during the day how is my campaign forming which who are uh, is it reaching the right audience that you intended for your uh, user acquisition uh, are you getting the right price? So you start working on all that. You start tweaking a lot of things. You say that, okay, I ran it for a particular country, uh, maybe uh, US, and then certain states is working, certain states it's not. So you start fine tuning uh, to the states where you're getting more installs. Uh, and then you also uh, fine tune it for the lot of other parameters, the demographics, uh, and uh, the category of uh, users, the category of the apps uh, where your ad is being shown, all that optimization has to be done. So it's uh, uh, it's called operations and uh, it's ad operations and uh, it's a lot of work, in fact. Okay, so you, <clears throat> normally um, I've seen in Facebook where you can give a budget for the day, like, hey, this is my burn rate going to be per day. And, uh, and then I get to see the a dashboard uh, which is what you're talking about as operations. And then I see, hey, where in which geography it's clicking, which uh, kind of users is it clicking. And I probably uh, divert my, uh, you know, cash to burn there because I'm getting better ROI. Correct. Yes, uh, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so uh, add operations. Uh, okay, uh, I would say add um, uh, account management. Okay. No, uh, forget those uh, terms. But then you're uh, monitor, uh, you're monitoring your account, you're monitoring your campaigns, one campaign, two campaigns. 
you have different uh, ad formats so uh, like i said you have a image ad you have a video ad and then there is something called uh, interstitial those are ads which occupy the entire screen of your mobile phone uh, so this is uh, if you are talking only about mobile phone but then if you are also advertising on desktop but then you are uh, you are basically advertising for a mobile app right so you want to show it only to uh, mobile uh, show it on mobile but then let's say you had a ad where you wanted to uh, get uh, users to try uh, demo uh, test drive a car maybe right so in that case you would be fine to show ads on desktop as well so you would have a campaign for desktop you would have a campaign for mobile and uh, such things and maybe another campaign for social media if that demand side platform supported social media then you would have a campaign for that as well Got it. So, uh, the, Arna, uh, we are sorry, we are bugging you with so many questions because uh, uh, I have never understood the ecosystem. I think it's uh, really helpful, and hope our listeners also get value out of it. So, uh, in general, there are a lot of big platforms, right? I think most of the money goes to these platforms. When we talk about YouTube or Facebook, Instagrams, Snapchats of the world, or LinkedIn. Uh, uh, so, as for example, if I'm a big YouTuber, right, and, and, and you, maybe you can share your point of view on is this something that is going might happen in the future, or or what do you think are pros and cons of uh, uh, what? This is what that came to my mind right now. So, I'm a big YouTuber, right? So, let's say I'm Mr. Beast. He 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 uh, he was the biggest earner uh, YouTube earner last year, and he got awarded and great views, great uh, content. Uh, so uh, right now, I as a as Mr. Beast have no has no control on uh, the inventory that is available on my videos, right? So I can just uh, probably I might be asked saying, "Hey, would you want to allow a ad coming up for your viewers or not?" But that's that's mostly the control that YouTube gives me. So I probably only will have uh, say uh, I will only get some cut out of it, uh, some money out of it. That's how I earn money, right? Where, uh, the user comes on to uh, watch my video more the views uh, more the money that i get and youtube because youtube shows more ads and then they earn more money and they basically pass on some of some part of it do you think there would be an ecosystem where these platforms and will it will not make sense for them but will they pass on the uh, control to say a mr beast that i can go ahead and actually partner with people and say ki hey uh, this is my inventory and i only want to show one ad to my viewers only one ad and that's the inventory and that is going to cost you more and then uh, i will charge you a little more uh, based on my viewers and my demographics etc and uh, uh, i will pay a cut to youtube the other way around is that a ecosystem or a place where you see the industry going what would be the pros and cons of it of course youtube would not want to do it but if 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 i am mr beast is there an alternate that i can find out uh, and actually make more money than what i am making okay so uh, so firstly uh, again uh, this uh, uh, publisher making money is actually uh, very uh, difficult and very challenging uh, which uh, youtube has uh, mastered it and i'll tell you so they have access to a lot of uh, data right so you are basically logged in with your email id and gmail id right and then they have access to tons of uh, information about your user history search all of it and they uh, basically uh, form profiles on their end and they are using a very advanced targeting uh, to show ads but uh, so, so so all this is something that which uh, is very difficult for a layman to use again looking at the kind of uh, people who create content on youtube not everyone is like this uh, person mr beast right and there could be very few of them uh, on the top who may eventually make money from this is a livelihood for them they might invest time effort understand this and try to do things but there are there's a very very long tail of people and who don't understand this such a complex industry so giving them this control this access uh, again is very challenging which they might not uh, be able to use it effectively and eventually it can happen that they'll start making less revenue uh, from whatever they're making right now so it's better that uh, uh, youtube or google has this control and they are able to make this money or and help uh, the uh, the people creating content uh, get more revenues so so uh, at a bigger picture the roi to the adver advertisers and to the publisher 
effectively to the demand and both the supply is uh, so huge uh, and and because of the data and the intelligence that these uh, platforms already have it could be very difficult to compete and go against them and actually go ahead and uh, earn more money is that so it's all about return on investment right so i personally would want to run an ad in the most uh, cost efficient manner and get what i want in in the cheapest way possible and think uh, when as a youtuber also i would not want the hassle of saying i want to go and find find uh, someone who will buy my ad etc build the same scheme uh, so it's better to just say hey you take care of all those things and just give me some money so that i can just do what i do best is what uh, is content creation exactly and uh, there is another way where they can try to increase their users who watch their uh, videos right so they can go advertise on youtube platform uh that's a separate thing altogether right? so for example i can i can go ahead and figure that out and if, it's up to me on how do i want to bring my viewers right i can go and uh, uh, run an auto rickshaw in my society in my locality in gormangla and say ki hey uh, my lali is uh, is a great youtuber and i want to uh, you should go and check me out so that that's up to me but as a content creator uh, If I want to sell my inventory, it's up to me on how do I want. But I I would not want to get into uh, uh, the hassle of going and selling and building a platform separately, right? So I think that's something which I can. Correct. Yes. But as a Swiggy, as a Swiggy, I would probably so so it led me to think, right? So for example, let's talk about Swiggy. Uh, Swiggy might go ahead and do a similar thing where they can go ahead and partner with the SSP and say, okay, hey. Uh, you can run these are the assets available on my platform and you can go ahead and uh, do whatever you want and just give me money that's one approach uh, the other approach that they would come out with saying hey because we want control on what what ads to run and we have a very very good understanding of who the user is right and they will have so for example if if a uh, cpg brand wants to uh, run an ad so a kitkat wants to run an ad they would know that hey it's kamart say mayank some Orders chocolates very often, and it could be a very relevant time. Is there technology or is there SaaS? Are there SaaS products available for companies like Twiggy where I can just go ahead and actually uh, integrate with a SaaS uh, or just get on board a SaaS product, which helps me manage the supply, manage the demand, and do all the reconciliation, all the money management, and uh, effectively that ecosystem that LinkedIn built on their own. Is that something that is available out of the box in the market? And do companies do that? of course yes uh, all the dsps uh, do that in fact tryzen also does that so uh, the only thing that has to be considered is the mode of integration right uh, so so the saas platform already exists uh, with the dsp so you all all you come and create a create your a campaign and all that and now that dsp should integrate uh, with swiggy so, and uh, there if swiggy uh, uh, starts uh, offering rtb protocol follows the rtb protocol then the demand side is already uh, it's very easy for the dsp to integrate with uh, swiggy and then start showing ads so 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 the the uh, the dashboard or the ux or the UI, the ui or the product that a kitkat who wants to run ads on swiggy will be of the saas product that uh, swiggy has integrated with and uh, it will be the close it will be a closed ecosystem only with the uh, swiggy inventory and the demand side platform of whoever swiggy signs up with. who they onboard as the uh, uh, advertisers exactly so uh, so there's another step that they uh, take so uh, let's say uh, swiggy's uh, sales team so uh, they are they have got this uh, kitkat uh, advertiser so they show pa- a part of the campaigns on swiggy and when and uh, they realize that the inventory on swiggy is exhausted and now they will uh, show part of the ads on other ssps uh so that way the swiggy sales team and swiggy is able to get a bigger portion of the success sure if, if if someone agrees to so for example the ecosystem can be extended to say a in house product of swiggy called say insane fresh which was super daily but again it depends on what other inventory would want to come on board and probably swiggy would have to understand the user and the data points of that ecosystem and those assets and and then smartly run those ads because it's all about roi right Which these platforms like Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn have already done that, and they have used data accordingly. Correct. Yes. 
Generally, the DSP uh, uh, provides all this information uh, to the advertiser or to Swiggy in this case, who is acting like an advertiser uh, for them to run their campaigns. So, so this, so when when, when uh, this conversation, right? So it, it actually led me to uh, 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 my conclusion comes out saying that these platforms and the technology uh, in such a way has evolved so much, and there is. How does the innovation work, right? So, for example, there's, there's this uh, AI coming into picture. And how, how, what are the key, so for example, if maybe you can throw top three innovations that has happened in this industry in the last, say, five years, because you have been in the industry for quite some time, right? And what do you think is going to change in the next, say, one to two years or three years? Uh, because it feels like, huh, there are very few companies that have demand to be how does this work and kya innovation ho hai? what new products are coming in? Uh, I would love to understand a little more on that. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, everything is actually uh, changing. So even though the ecosystem is there, there are uh, protocol standards which have been defined. Everyone has to follow. But then uh, there are like tons of moving parts here. Everywhere there is something uh, changing. So different companies, different companies are getting acquired. They are getting split. So all of them have to keep changing. Whenever somebody change, and because there are so many players here, somebody changes, there'll be an impact somewhere else. So first, firstly, you'll have to ensure that the integration handshake is perfect. Uh, so that's why they are like, because of so, so many moving parts, there's uh, never a boring day uh, at work. There's always something to uh, look up to. Okay, now coming to uh, what would what what are the things that are changing the, or what has what has happened in the last five years? Okay, so there has been a great emphasis, uh, obviously, because it's real time. Uh, every all decisions have to happen on in a split second. So uh, uh, data science, uh, AI, ML, so they have taken a major role. So all of these companies are transitioning themselves to a uh, uh, ML AI company, right? So building a SaaS platform, uh, understanding the advertiser. Uh, integrated RTB exchange. So they are they, there are some surprises, but still uh, people understand how that has to be done. But the most trickiest part is uh, AI and ML, uh, because that is the uh, strength of the company, and that is which uh, decides the price that has to be bid, and which lowers the cost for the advertiser, and finally increase the ROI. So a lot of emphasis there, a lot of efforts. Every company is putting uh, uh, investments there. Next, uh, second is uh, mobile phones. When you uh, so again, I'm talking mostly mostly from mobile phone perspective because uh, that's where my company is, and also about sixty percent of the uh, uh, spends happen on mobile phone compared to mobile and desktop. So mobile is the way uh, that is uh, that has um, majority right now, and it will keep increasing uh, going forward as well. So coming to mobile phones. So again, there are so many changing parts. There are new uh, new versions of mobile phones coming uh, new models new capabilities that are coming in uh, then uh, uh, all these uh, phones android and ios they the operating system is uh, defined or governed by their respective companies so they they all and each of these companies are making a lot of money from revenues from ads and uh, they also uh, have certain restrictions that they are introducing so if you uh, and it may not, not be specific to ads, but due to something else. Now, for example, iOS, Apple. So they introduced uh, uh, data, uh, you know, restrictions on data, which can be passed from the, uh, from the user to the advertiser, right? So, so advertiser has, or a DSP platform has less data that, uh, that they can access about the user. Now, how can we solve or how can we go uh, around that? Uh, Android, is, uh, Android or Google is also planning something around this. So that's another area which is uh, there on everyone's mind and everyone is working in the in ecosystem is working around this. Then, uh, uh, like I said, uh, these uh, mobile uh, capabilities are getting better and better. So the, the bandwidth is uh, getting cheaper. The data costs are getting cheaper. So you can show really uh, impressive interactive ads uh, on the mobile, which was not possible a couple of years ago. Right? So there is more, a lot of innovation being done on the creative side, which everyone can leverage. So you might be actually just viewing an ad and actually playing a game on the app, uh, on the ad without even realizing it's an ad. It might look very similar to an app and it has all the uh, capabilities. So, so innovations are happening on that side as well.
any questions got it so, so got it so uh, what the gist of it is uh, the ecosystem of the industry is trying to become a better matchmaker effectively who can a better seema aunty if you you was the the netflix show is that the correct understanding effectively a better matchmaker to ensure that everyone gets a win win the consumer sees a good ad relevant ad the advertiser ends up getting a good consumer at the most cheapest or the best efficient cost exactly yes and 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 uh, what i also understood with the operating system thing that you mentioned and the other innovations the demand side platform or uh, will try to sort of uh, close their ecosystem as much as possible and uh, the the supply side also uh, would try to sort of keep everything to themselves because the demand side people will try to get on the supply side the supply side on the demand side uh, and the publishers and the advertisers would want to sort of take a little more cut and more control from the platform that so that's that's where the innovation keeps happening uh, trying to figure out ki abhi 5% milta hai how can we get 10% and what is the uh, 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 share that we can eat up because now we have scale i think it's mostly about the leverage that they have built in the uh, industry overall yes uh, yeah yeah you kind of uh, summarized uh, what happens and actually that's uh, that's very uh, rightly uh, summarized so wherever somebody tries to identify a gap and they think they can uh, uh, solve it then there'll be a new company which will get formed there and some somewhere where a company uh, thinks there's a intermediary which they can get rid of they try to bypass so a lot of such things are happening and then the, because uh, this uh, industry is so fragmented there'll be an aggregator who will come and say okay because of fact i'll i'll sit on top of them try to aggregate and then pass pass on and then, then they add the aggregators of aggregators yes yeah and then they add some value uh, in between uh, and then they pass it on so yes uh, all and, that and, then, and then there would be people like apple who will say oh okay we want to do something on the name of privacy and bring in this feature for last app not track and then show ads themselves because they want to build their business uh, exactly well. yes. so that that would have pushed a lot of people to innovate and figure out alternate ways of uh, Uh, do better targeting, right? Because the ROIs uh, would have got hit, and the cost for install or cost for acquisition of a customer would have gone high for, say, the uh, advertising. So, yes, a lot of innovation happening there. Yes, I wonder how the whole uh, ecosystem will change once the Web three comes into play, because with Web three, um, you don't need to hand over your credentials to these platforms. I'm not sure have the advertising industry started solving for that uh nothing much uh, as of now because uh, everything kind of is uh, i can say centralized there is information flowing and then they they try to analyze that information and then reply back with uh, an ad or some something like that but then uh, web3 also supports decentralization like you said uh, uh, authentication authorization happens elsewhere there is uh, information stored elsewhere and then everyone is trying to look at that so i think it will bring in a lot of changes to the industry and uh, as uh, right now i haven't seen but there is a vision there is a thought process what people want to do uh, how they can change but then uh, i haven't seen any uh, uh, changes that are happening on this side. Okay. i think, I, I think it, any change in this industry is going to take time because the friction and the time for adoption on any new change is going to be huge so uh, and the number of players that might not might be there will take time to sort of move uh, I, i think all the parties have to actually move to that new technology right so the time for migration also is very high so any new tech or any new uh, uh, product that comes into picture will is going to take time for now exactly and like you said you know the uh, ecosystem is established everything looks like it's happening without any problem so So obviously there is uh, less incentive for someone to adopt something else, uh, which is going to impact them right immediately. Yeah. We will have to see how 3.0 is going to span because I think that will be the big uh, disruptor. Once people start asking why should my data be used, uh, I think uh, then everything changes. Which is what Web 3.0 is going is bringing in a lot of decentralization. So I think exactly yes. Yeah, I think that will be a big game changer, and probably the, uh, the, you know, the companies which can kind of 
solve for that use case and still advertise uh, you know relevant ads maybe that's going to be the big change very very rightly said yeah yes. so um what are the common uh, uh, let's say if, if um, i am uh, while, while we were talking about swiggy right so uh, there were two things that we were talking about one is um uh, swiggy or any other company looking at uh, how do they increase the top of the funnel uh, so probably they go through the rtbs uh, uh, i mean they they probably will go through the dsps and then uh, uh, increase the top of the funnel then uh, the app itself uh, as a platform where you know they sell inventory um for others so what are the kind of uh, typical metrics uh, that is tracked so if i am an advertiser uh, one is we looked at conversion but anything else oh yeah so it depends on your uh, objective so uh, uh, broadly there is user acquisition and uh, retargeting so uh, user acquisition when you want more users for your app and retargeting is when uh, someone uh, has the app installed but they are not uh, i uh, ordering very often and then you keep showing ads to them so that they uh, order again and again so there's a new offer you send it to them you retarget to the user so that he clicks on it comes back to your uh, swiggy app and then makes an order so broadly user acquisition retargeting but then uh, there are uh, wherever there is an opportunity there is uh, scope to make money right so uh, if the person opens an app then i can show an ad there uh so based on this objective uh, you decide the metric so if it's a user user acquisition you look at cpi if it's a, a retargeting again you look at how many people are opening a, opening the app and again uh, making a purchase now it is it just doesn't stop there so there are uh, post install uh, metrics uh, that they track as well so uh, you install the app uh, as a user happy happy to hear that but then what next are you ordering making a purchase within the next 7 days 14 days are you doing that how uh, how soon will you uh, make a purchase so i will if i was uh, at advertising marketing manager at swiggy so i would be tracking all these metrics i would want somebody to uh, install the app and immediately make make a purchase so that's when i get the biggest buck uh, bank for my buck so that's what i look at so i'll track those uh, metrics as well then uh, what is the size of the purchase of the uh, of the item uh, on swiggy so how how big of a purchase will i make so finally ultimately it's all uh, it's there is commission how much commission uh, swiggy uh, makes so so i am i'm trying to uh, enable that so i am trying to get users now once i got users how be, uh, is it immediate purchase or later uh, late purchase if it's a whatever purchase then how big of a uh, item am i ordering so all of that i see and then once uh, you install the app how many times are you visiting the app so i track uh, uh, track even that without showing you an uh, additional ad without showing a retargeting ad are you coming again by yourself and uh, opening the ad and opening the app and uh, ordering again so different metrics for different objectives okay so if um, uh, let's say i am running a company and uh, i am approaching a dsp how do i evaluate Uh, which dsp is better i mean from oh, a prima facie mm-hmm. point of view where um, I, i'm sure the dsp uh, place is like crowded um, so uh, to start with how do i go about yeah there are uh, several factors that uh, you look at uh, one is uh, what is your internal company's uh, capabilities uh, or uh, how experienced is your team uh, can they create campaigns can they manage the campaign so you look for a self serve platform or you look for a managed platform then you look for uh, which dsp has traffic uh, from the geography that you are interested in so uh, so sir, all the all basically every dsp has certain uh, usps for themselves and some value add that they provide so you uh, you go with your objectives and you decide okay which uh, dsp is providing that which suits you the best so uh, like i said self serve managed then you look at geography then you look at uh, uh, what kind of uh, uh, ads uh, ad formats uh, do they support then you also look at how convenient is it to uh, view view the, uh, open the platform view it uh, manage your campaigns you see if they have uh, apis that uh, support in case you have a tech team uh, on your side and then you can pull some reports and then you want to have your own custom reports so does this dsp have uh, apis 
you look at uh, what is the CPI that they're offering for a certain geography that you're interested in. Uh, is it working out or uh, are you satisfied with that CPI or not? Then you also look at if you have brand campaigns also, uh, then you, I look, you look at the CP, uh, CPM prices, you look at CPC prices, what they're offering that suits you or not. So this is only the first level where uh, uh, you haven't transacted yet, but you just try to understand. But then again, once you run your campaign, that's the most uh, important thing. How is it, how well does it work for you or not? So uh, more often than not, you end up tr trying out the platform, trying different uh, campaigns, experimenting, and then figuring out whether it's working or not. Okay. So, um, so, so, so far we were talking about uh, conversions and increasing the top of the funnel, etc. Now you also spoke about uh, brand marketing and CPM. Um, so ca can we just take a step back and then broadly, like, are they two kinds? One is brand and another one is probably conversions or yes. is there more to it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, brands and then, uh, uh, so CPC is, uh, okay. So let me uh, define the terms again. So CPM is cost per uh, mile, CPC is cost per click and CPI is cost per install. And then beyond this, there are a lot more. So CPA is cost per action, CPS sales, CPL lead. So yeah, we'll limit to these three you if, can you can, your own. if you can just, so let's, yeah. Le yeah, let's uh, stick to these three. So CPM is basically used by uh, brands. So where they are showing a certain number, they want certain number of impressions to be shown and they are uh, uh, measuring this and they uh, pay by CPM. Then uh, CPC, CPI are usually called performance ads. So CPC sometimes fall under uh are used by brands as well cpc are used by uh, app developers as well it, it depends on their uh, use case uh, so i'll just take a, a very uh, clear scenario where cpm is for brands and cpi is for app developers or uh, anybody who is looking to get installs so on mobile phones it is installs so it is cpi so that's the metric that uh, they are generally looking at okay so um uh, to summarize, uh, no, I don't know why my uncle mango and me. Uh, let's assume. Uh, 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 let, let's let's assume that I am um, uh, selling uh, mangoes, and then I want to brand it, uh, and then I want uh, people to recognize it the moment they they look at uh, probably my my logo, etc. So that is more into brand uh, marketing. Um, then I would approach and then ask them to show this in multiple devices if it's going to be digital and then uh, how I would be charged is based on the CPM that is uh, how many people viewed that is is that right how many impressions uh, impressions uh, are you uh, willing to uh, okay. that you want basically yeah so can can I equate impression to views yes you can Okay. Yeah. And now let's say, um, after I've like established a brand, um, the next thing probably that I also want to run in, uh, is, uh, Hey, how many people are clicking and, uh, going to the, let, let's say I'm, I'm actually uh, putting a banner. Uh, we are talking about digital. So I want to see, uh, how many people Like I will pay you if X number of people keep clicking this, right? So that's like the next stage. That is CPC. And then uh, probably the next level uh, is the CPI from a point of view of conversion. Here it's not installed, but uh, hey, are they uh, clicking, getting in, and are they actually buying? Right? These are the three levels. Yes, exactly. Uh, I think uh, you put it uh, across very nicely. So uh, CPM is how many people are viewing your ad. CPC is when people click and uh, land on a landing page, which you have, maybe a, it could be a website. So uh, how many people are clicking on it? And then uh, let's say you have a place where you people can buy certain number of kilograms of mangoes and then they make a purchase. So that is the conversion. So uh, so in that case, you are basic, whenever conversion happens, you send a post back uh, to us so that we know that somebody viewed, clicked and purchased and that completes the entire funnel so we are and uh, the platform is tracking how many conversions have happened got it man do you have any questions 
well, so I only had one question, Pavanath. Uh, we spoke over the industry ecosystem and uh, we were giving questions. How does your day look like, right? So uh, I, I'm I'm sure, uh, and this sort of feels like a different world to me altogether, right? And I've seen uh, product managers of friends. Uh, who work on the store for product or the fulfillment product, they support products, but I've never uh, met or interacted with someone uh, from the ads ecosystem. So how does your day look like? And and, and what would it take? For example, you have been an ads expert all your life, right? And, and how does it, how is it, how difficult is it for someone to, if uh, someone wants to get into this industry as a product manager, how should they approach that uh, path? Uh, I think it would be great if you can tell that to our listeners. Sure, definitely. So as a product manager, I think uh, the day-to-day work is no different than a PM in uh, any other company, uh, e-commerce or uh, logistics supply chain, any other company. Uh, so there are uh, so there is no planned day uh, as such. Uh, but then uh, broadly, you can say these are the tasks uh, that uh, that I do. Uh, so I'll I'll talk about them. Uh, and also another uh, fact is that uh, this uh, ecosystem. So again, every platform is so huge. There are there are multiple product managers uh, within the company, and uh, each of them specializes in uh, certain areas. So I have my uh, uh, specialist uh, areas, which are advertising experience and data platforms. Uh, there are other product managers who add, uh, manage different uh, sides of the business as well. Uh, so uh, just for, uh, focusing on my work and what I do generally, uh, basically, uh, so there is a, a product strategy that uh, we have to come come up with. Uh, then uh, uh, once that is defined, then we uh, we are speaking to clients, understanding their uh, challenges. Uh, for me, on the product experience side, that is when setting up campaigns, what challenges do they have, or if they're setting up campaigns through APIs, then how can I help them uh, better? If they're looking at reports, can I provide reports to them? Uh, then, uh, so that is understanding requirements, then uh, obviously specking out the requirements and then uh, getting it uh, developed. And uh, of course, there is a product launch, uh, you're interacting with the marketing team, product marketing team, uh, there is a, sometimes uh, with the finance team as well, then there is operations team. So a lot of teams uh, internally, the uh, sales team, business development, uh, product support team, so the interaction with all of them. And uh, the challenge is that all the features that I'm building, let's say in a, in a quarter, I'm working on like three to five features. All of them don't work, are not being developed or not being released at the same time, right? They ha- all have different phases. So one might be in a product uh, development, one might be already uh, getting launched, one might have already been launched. So there'll be different challenges. So, uh, so I'm speaking to different teams, uh, jumping from one issue to another sometimes jumping from one feature to another uh, also speaking uh, with the management what is next planning for the next quarter all of these so uh, i wouldn't say all of this in a typical day but all of this in uh, of course, of course. so so uh, how do you do research right so is there any in consumer research that you end up doing to understand uh, the products that you're building so of course your consumers are different right but at the end of the day uh, the uh, end consumer of an ad is a, a user like me who is sort of uh, uh, playing a video on YouTube and seeing an ad. So do you end up doing research uh, uh, with users like me or is it always your uh, users who basically would be the users of your platform and how do they want to create an ad? What are the things that they look for? How does the dashboard look like? Yeah, so uh, I would say uh, uh, we have multiple customers, right? So uh, one who is paying us, so the advertiser who is paying us, but then uh, another customer who is using our platform. So the marketing manager who is paying us might not be the person who is using our platform. He might have an uh, ads team who is using our platform. So so that's a second user. And then the third the one that you mentioned where you're viewing the ad. So there, uh, in that case, we don't have to look at, uh, I mean, speak to you to understand the experience. We can re- uh, we can see the ad on our own mobile phones and see how it looks, whether uh, I would prefer clicking on it, whether I would uh, scroll it, whether it, I'm able to see the complete ad or not. So we have uh, devices, uh, we have a uh, quality assurance team. So they view ads on their mobile phone, test devices and see, and if any directions have to be done, they pass on this information to product managers. Yeah, so multiple users, I would say. Got it. Got it. Uh, awesome, Amarnath. I mean, I think uh, 
it was a very enriching uh, podcast uh, and uh, i think uh, maybe we we may need to get into a lot more details right i mean absolutely uh, i i was actually thinking about it where we do one platform one uh, podcast with only examples on uh, say uh if i am a publisher or an advertiser which platform do i go on how do i publish it how does it look like how does the flow uh, look like i think it would be interesting to actually do one uh, case study around this as well to understand let go because there is so much that uh, you need to understand to actually get uh, into it definitely in fact i uh, didn't even mention uh, some of the other players in the ecosystem uh, now we have uh, mmps we have uh, dmps you know uh, so there's so many out there and i didn't even touch uh, touch upon them so just the three players we were talking about demand side supply side and uh, intermediary ad exchange that's about it and i think uh, i try to do justice to this uh, short uh, call <laughs> but i think it requires more time yeah i could i could uh, see the struggle in your uh, face you know that okay now how do i like simplify it to the bare minimum <laughs> These are so dumb questions. Why are you asking these? I could sense that uh, on our side. <laughs> no, no, yeah. not really. Yeah. So, uh, thanks a lot for your time here, Amarnath. Definitely. Thanks, Krishna. Thanks, Mayank. I think it was a wonderful experience talking uh, to you all, and hopefully, the audience also will benefit from this. Hey, Thank listeners, you. if you would uh, like us to uh, pick up a specific uh, area and then dive deeper. then uh, do uh, reach out to us and uh, we will bring back amarnath and ask a lot more questions we'll probably grill him a lot if you like this podcast then do share it and you can reach out to us at productmanagement0100@gmail.com or you can find us on twitter at pm_journey